Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. What is up, my brother? What's poppin', bro? It's been a minute. It has been too long. Actually, we, uh, we've been talking for almost an hour. <laughs> the podcast should have already been over. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though, man, catching up. I haven't talked to you, really, in, I don't know, a week? A week. week. Yeah, we've talked, but... I mean, not like really, you know? Not talked, sure. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Good um, to be back. Good. Happy recording, recording day. day. Indeed. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So, um, the coronavirus has gotten so bad, right into it, coronavirus scare has gotten so bad. There you go. I like that. That the state of Ohio, the Ohio governor has said, we don't want any spectators at any games. (laughs) No fans. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I don't it's not like he made it into law or anything. But the crazy part is, is that, dude, it's March Madness, bro. Happy March Madness. Right. This is like B-ball. This is man's favorite month and the best time to get a vasectomy because you can watch. (laughs) 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 You can sit on the couch and watch games all day long for a couple days while your nuts heal. So, um, they actually say that this is the number one time for men to get, like, this is the most time for Hmm. a vasectomy. The most vasectomies are given in the month, in the month of March because of, uh, March madness. So just fun fact. Never heard that. That's funny though. So, you have all these games that are scheduled to be played without fans. Like, all over Europe, soccer matches without without fans. They're planning. Um, Boxing matches in China are going to be done without fans. I think they've already done some without fans. Um, uh, There are hockey games that are being played without fans. I can't remember the name of the team, but I think it just came out today. They said they they don't they're not having any fans at their next game. But the crazy part is that in Ohio, there are uh, two rounds of the tournament that are supposed to be played in 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 Ohio. Hmm. You've you've got universities that have canceled classes, and they said that all classes will be done online for an indeterminate amount of time. 
Michigan State, dude. Michigan State right now. And, and I'm not a state fan at all. Michigan State is... Nor should you be. Nor should I be. They're saying, hey, we're doing online classes. The Ivy League <laughs> schools. I just heard today, Ivy League schools. Almost every Ivy League school in, in the country. They're telling their students to move out of the dorms. I can't remember which school it was, but they gave their students five days. You have to be out by the end of the week. Out of the dorms by the end of the week. Oh, I don't know, man. It just it Dude. just seems crazy. Like, have you been getting uh <clears throat> fly regularly ish? Or like we we book flights for, you know, second shooters to come in and help us with weddings or whatever, so you know, we frequent the air traveling uh establishments rather regularly so i've been getting all these emails this week from all of the ones that i typically use talking about coronavirus update and you know we clean our planes six to seven hours each night our customers <laughs> are our highest priority and their safety and you know all this stuff and i'm like man this is like getting crazy because i mean I also see stats about like the flu has killed hundreds and hundreds of people and this virus has killed like not as many at all. And it's just like, how much of this is propaganda or like just being spun to be more of a thing that it is. I don't know, man. Well, uh, to that point, uh, there's like, uh, I heard a stat today and I don't know how true it is. Well, they said that the flu kills about a thousand people a day in flu season. Uh, and wow, coronavirus. Really? Yeah, it's a lot of deaths. And coronavirus. So here it is. Approximately 4,087 deaths reported worldwide. 27 of them in the U.S. as of March 10th, which is the day of this recording. From Corona? from corona the flu now remember that's 4087 mm-hmm. the flu 291,000 to 646,000 deaths worldwide that's 12,000 to 61,000 deaths in the US per year wow so potentially 61,000 deaths in a year just from the flu Okay, this is from HopkinsMedicine.org. Pretty reputable, right? Mm -hmm. So, is it really just media hype? Or is it a real thing, man? Well, here's something someone texted me today, actually. And uh, the head, the, it's an image of a dry eraser whiteboard. Okay. But the headline is posted at a doctor's office today, which I don't know if that's true or not because the picture zoomed in on the whiteboard. But <clears throat> it says every election year has a disease. 2004 was SARS. 08 was avian. I don't remember that one. Yeah, you know, the avian flu. Yeah. Swine was bird, 2010. Bird flu. Avian flu was uh, the bird flu. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. bird flu. Swine flu was 2010. MERS was 2012. 
Ebola yeah. was 2014, Zika 2016, Ebola again for 2018, and now 2020 yours truly, the coronavirus. And then yeah. it says facts. Corona has a uh, contagion factor of two SARS was four. Measles is 18. Coronavirus yeah. has a cure rate of 99.7% for those under 50. It infects, like age 50, I'm assuming. Sure, yeah, uh, age 50. Let's see. Coronavirus spread is leveling off. This is a viral phenomenon being hyped as the Black Plague before an election. And, you know... Makes sense. I'm no doctor, but <laughs> it kind of makes a lot of sense. Uh, makes a lot of sense to me, brother. Especially when it's put that way, where they break it down from 04. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember most of those. I remember all of those. MERS, to me, I don't really remember a whole lot, but all the others, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. You think, but, you like, know, is that a conspiracy thing? It just might be. Because you know we both lean towards liking conspiracies. Love them. It gives me hard nipples. I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm picturing your hard nipples right now. Mm. I can cut class, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the fact is, though, is that, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people. I, I love LeBron James. I hate LeBron James. I'm sorry. I don't even like the guy. I love the fact, though, what he said in this uh, <clears throat> this interview. They were they were interviewing him after a game. They said, you know, hey, um, they are they're they're suggesting that you guys play home games with no fans. And he said, oh, you want to have a game with no fans? You want to have a, a, a game without LeBron James? He said, we play for the fans. So I ain't playing this just for the fun of it, just to come in and just play basketball. So I've never played before a crowd. I, I've never played basketball in an empty gym before. It's always been in front of fans. I'll always play for the fans. So if you want to have a game without fans, then you won't have me because I ain't playing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> good for you, bro. Good for you. You shouldn't can, play. Can they do that? Oh yeah, of course they can do that. Well, now of course I don't know they what can. The contract says no. The know. the league the league is is talking about doing it. They've been talking about it in all the sports. They've no, been I mean, talking can about the, can the players be like, "No, nah, I'm not playing this game." Then, oh, f of course. Although I'm of, I'm assuming they're all going to band together and be like, "Fuck you, we're not showing up." Of course. And so what? What if they get fined ten thousand dollars? So what? What's well, ten thousand? You know, to a guy like that, he, he he has a ninety million dollar Nike contract. Has nothing to do with his basketball contract. He's got a ninety million dollar basketball contract. Uh 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 a uh, a uh, 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 a sneaker contract. Did I just call it sneakers? You God, did. that is weird. I'm sorry. You're old. God, yeah. Back in the day, they were called sneaker deals. Anyway, um, you think he's going to miss ten grand? Come well, on. Not only that, I would seem to think all the players would probably band together and like do some kind of like, you know, not picketing. What's it called? Uh, 
boycott. Boycott, there it is. And then what are they going to do? Like, <laughs> you know, and you know the fans are going to back them. And then, like, they're going to go to someone's house who has the fucking NBA-style <clears throat> court and, like, YouTube live it, and everyone's going to tune in. And Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's I, just Corona, really? Yeah. Like for real. <sighs> so so I just looked it up just to fact check myself. LeBron James uh just signed in 2015 signed a one billion with a B B but 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 billion dollar contract with Nike, a lifetime deal with Nike. He has to sell shoes for the rest of his life. One billion dollars. He has a billion dollar contract with Nike to sell shoes. That's ridiculous. You think he's going to miss? I don't care what the NBA finds him for not playing. They should totally make a Corona shoe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, and and that, but that's just him, right? He's the best player in the game right now. I'll never say he's the best of all time, no matter who argues it. He's the best player right now, today. It's not going to hurt him. And if he chooses not to play, you better believe the rest of the players are not going to play either. Because the lowest paid guy on the Lakers is still a millionaire. They're not going to be hurting. So, whatever, dude. Yeah. Man, you're talking about basketball and just, like, I haven't watched basketball since Muggsy Bowes was, like, Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah. No. Bullcrap. No, I call man. bullshit. I call bullshit. No, Muggsy no Bogues? shit being bold here. Muggsy Bogues. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Of course I do. He was the smallest man in the NBA. He was fucking dunk. baller, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a song about him. I love Too watching short. that guy play. Who, who did he play short. for? He played for the... It wasn't the Heat. Uh, oh, man. I feel... Um, I feel shitty now. Uh, let's see. National Basketball Association. He was five foot three. The dude was dunking at five foot three. The shortest player ever to play in the NBA. All right. He played point guard for four terms during his 14th season career. Um, Hornets. Yes. That's it. Yes. Charlotte Hornets, by the way. Charlotte yeah, Hornets. It was it was Charlotte back in the day. That was back when like Larry Bird was still on the court. Who well, else? Yeah, obviously MJ. But come on, dude. He was Jordan drafted in nineteen eighty seven. What year were you born again? Six. You were born in eighty eighty six. Yeah. So you can't tell me that come on. So you're dude. fourteen years old or twelve yeah. years old and you haven't watched any basketball since you were 12 years old. I probably watched, let's see, when was Rick Pitino 
still with uh, Kentucky. Oh, my God. I think I watched it up to, like, 94, 95. Okay. That's that's when I stopped watching. But, man, I remember. retired in 2001. Somewhere I I have my uh, my old baseball card, or baseball, my basketball cards. And, uh, yeah, man, I was in it. That's something me and my mom would do. And so, so at the time, I, I think we lived in Arkansas. I know we lived in Arkansas in 94 because that's when the Razorbacks won the championship and she still has that shirt. Wow. And we used to call the pigs in suey pigs. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about at all, but and it's funny. My uncle, who's not with us anymore, RIP, love that man awesome man he was a huge uk fan man he did not miss a game and it was so fun to like sit in his uh his house watching a game with him because he was so passionate like he was like yelling at the tv and you know like coaching the players and all that and yeah man it was kind of like a little family thing going on and then that was it man i never really went back and watched basketball after that, yeah. Well, but anyway, I, I just I just fact checked myself again. Muggsy Bogues never dunked in the NBA. Spud Webb dunked. I remember Spud. Spud Webb was was five seven, same height as my mom. Muggsy Bogues was a beast, though, man. Oh yeah, five three, dude. He was a complete beast, dude. There's no doubt about it. He's a Watching first him, round pick, dude. MJ, Larry Bird. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah. others. I just I can't remember them. Yeah. Anyway, how the fuck do we get on this shit? I don't know. How did we get them? LeBron's not going to play if if there ain't no right, fans. Right, 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 right. Man, right, that's right. cool. I kind of think it's cool. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. I respect it immensely. I really do. Like I can see as a former basketball fan. <laughs> wow. Not that I'm not a fan now. I just I ha- I don't watch. You know. I know Kobe. You're not a fan. You're not a fan if you don't. But I don't know much. I'm saying you're not a fan if you don't watch. Well, that's why I said former fan. Yeah, I can definitely appreciate. Like, yeah, man, that's you're only a star because of your fans. Really, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that you worked your ass off, that you were talented, that you fucking grind and you do your thing and that's awesome and you're the best at it but unless there's people there to enjoy it and pay for it you wouldn't be a star either you know what i'm saying no so about like, it. the fact that to him he realizes that or at least seemingly does i don't know man seems really cool of him well yeah so yeah exactly i mean uh, the people that are really going to take a hit are the owners right so oh, yeah. and the arenas the, the arenas not the making vendors. any money from the fans the vendors all that stuff you don't have it's the staff members you know the people that are making $20 an hour or less some of them some of them more um they probably average out around 20 bucks an hour or something like that <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones that are really going to suffer right because they lose a day of work or many days of work potentially if they actually go through with this 
But, I mean, for a sports fan, you've got all these uh, different sports. And like I said, it's, it's from boxing to hockey to basketball. Football is out of season right now, right? But you've got all these different... Yeah, unfortunately. you get got all these different sports, and even soccer, that are talking about and entertaining the thought of Football. no fans. I think it's, uh, it's all, media, in my opinion, it's all media-driven, and it just goes to show you how fake news they really are. Fake news. They're fake news. Dude, it's I was in this candy shop fake news. in St. Louis, <laughs> and they had, you know how they always have, like, weird odds and ends kind of mixed in? Of course. <clears throat> so they had Donald Trump toilet paper, bobbleheads, oh, back scratchers. <laughs> wow. And I almost bought you something as a gag gift, but then I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah you should have. Well, I don't want him to get a cut of it. Oh, well, I don't think he would. would I don't think he would either, but I didn't know, and I was like, eh, fuck it. It's not worth it. Uh, I've got some buddies I can pawn it off to. They'd be very (laughs) proud of it. Well, if we, well, when we go back, I'll uh, see what they got. That's weird, though, man. That was funny. They had, like, this stress ball thing you could squeeze, and it was fat, and he had this little (laughs) bitty head, but then when you squeeze it, it, like, you know, made the head big. I got a buddy of mine that I, I go to hang out with. You know, just sit and drink and smoke in the garage, hang out. He's got a like a four foot poster of Trump and Melania on his wall. He's a huge Trump fan. Oh, he's a Melania fan. <laughs> well, he's a, the funny part is that he's a he's a Democrat. And he voted for Trump, you know. Because his hot wife, that's what I'm saying. He voted for Trump because he was like, oh, man, we need this guy in to fix the economy, you know. After uh, (laughs) a lot of guys like that, you know, after getting a divorce and losing half your shit, you know, uh, and finally starting to get better afterwards, somebody starts talking about money. And uh, helping your retirement and helping your, you know, when you get older and helping your retirement, helping you uh, succeed financially, you'll listen to that guy a little bit better. So, and and so a lot of those guys, a lot of my friends are like, well, fuck, if if there's a choice between Hillary and Trump, I'm going to, I'm going to go for the guy that's going to give me some money. Yeah. And that ended up being what it was. And that's what it is. A lot of guys that I talked to that voted for him, that's what it was all about. You know, they didn't too much care. And, and a lot of them, most, I don't, I, I don't know anybody that cares for his Twitter account or his rhetoric or anything like that. But they're like, dude, I'm looking at my 401k and uh, go Trump. You know, so I get that. I look at my 401k and I'm like, it's pretty good. You know, given the circumstances, I didn't vote for the guy any more than you did, but I, I sure as hell looking at my bills and looking at the taxes and all of that stuff can appreciate uh, what's going on in today's climate. So it's not all bad, right? The country's not in hell just yet. I mean, well, we're it's close. America. 
Is it ever all bad? No, it's never all bad. Hey, you know what? The next guy that gets elected, I'm pretty sure he'll only be elected by like 51, 52%. (laughs) Or woman. Or woman. No, Bernie's Bernie's going to get the... Bernie's going to get the Democratic election. Trump's going to get it. It's going to be Bernie Trump versus Trump 2020. Mark my words. I just made a declarative statement right there. Secret time. Secret time. We had uh, our friend Ben in helping us with a wedding this past weekend. So we went to St. Louis, found this dope cigar bar, which I'll shout out here in a second. But the secret time part is we're walking. Uh, down in the loop, Delmar Loop, if anyone's familiar with St. Louis. And um, there's this lady with a Bernie shirt on and the papers, and she comes walking up. And for some reason, I am the person who does not want to talk to you. And somehow I feel like that energy gets portrayed out into the world, and it attracts those people. <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, "Don't, don't come to me. Don't come to me. Just keep going. Just keep going." And of course, she's like, "Hey, are you guys uh, old enough to vote?" Which it's like, I mean, I have gray in my beard. What do you think? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> so obviously, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." You know, obviously, I already know what her agenda is because it's on her chest, right? Yeah. And Ben's like, yeah, you know, we both are. And she's like, oh, well, are you, can you vote in uh, Missouri? And I was like, no, actually, we're from out of town. She's like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, seriously, we're from Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Which Ben is from Michigan, but I'm not. And that's the secret time. I totally lied to get out of conversation. Oh, it's all good. And it still didn't work. No, it happens. She's like, do you have your ID on? Prove it to me. (coughs) And I'm like, Ben, show him. (laughs) (laughs) And did he show? He did, yeah. That's funny. And then she was like, all right, well, go vote for Bernie. Blah, 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 media, blah, 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 Trump. And I'm just like, see ya. But we did find this dope cigar bar that whenever you come uh we have to go soon very for soon sure because it was dope and if uh, again if anyone's in the st louis area and you enjoy a cigar and a drink you gotta go to brennan's this is dope i will say the one negative their cigar selection is a little nil but they did have a levo which is my favorite so i'm good with it but right. uh yeah, not not the biggest, not even the mediumist <laughs> selection. Wow. But, but wow. it's a good time. So, there's chess. There's a bar. You can sit outside. Whole thing. It's pretty cool. Just got to make sure they're okay with me bringing my own cigars. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you bring your little personal, you know, stash, I don't, you know, maybe buy a drink. I don't think they're gonna care. Like we did in that place in Laredo, <laughs> the beer place we went to in Laredo. I think it was in Laredo. Uh, El Dorado? El Dorado. What beer? Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Marion. Oh, Marion. 618 Tap House. There you go. Yeah. Do you still have all those coasters? I do. <laughs> Secret time. We were actually... Wait, wait, wait. 
before you get into secret time, we're actually thinking about getting a shadow box to put them all in because we collect them from everywhere we go. Anyway. Okay, so secret time. <laughs> secret time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have told this already, but yeah, so Sean... Uh, uh, Sean uh, asked the black guy <laughs> to steal a bunch of coasters. Debo. <laughs> From the bar. Yeah, so I stole them, put them in my cigar bag. And uh, yeah, you should put the stolen coasters in a shadow box. Just oh, at yeah. least leave, leave, leave two out so that we can use them next time I come. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't actually ever use them. I just, I want them. I don't know why. No. I just think it's... No. I also, you know what? Fuck it. We're just third secret time. Here we come. Secret time. <laughs> secret time. <laughs> if I'm right. out at a place and they have a cool glass, like a cup, like a glass that, you know, like you get a beer or even you get a water, whatever you get. And it's cool, or it's got some cool, like, local, like, businesses being advertised, or I'm a sucker for some Guinness ones. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to collect some Guinness ones. You know, sometimes you leave, and then you realize, oh, I took that glass with me. Yeah. Guess I'll just have to keep it, wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I get or, it. Dude, I don't know. It's a thing. Like, back in the day, I used to frequent Chili's because it was around, and I I realized, like, you can sit at the bar, and even if you didn't drink, they always brought you free chips and salsa. So, back in my college days when I was poor, <laughs> like, a couple of us would just go to the Chili's bar, order waters, they'd bring us, like, chips and salsa, and they would be like, yeah, I don't know, we're still kind of thinking. Like, what do you have yeah. on tap? And then we would just literally eat our fill of chips and salsa and bounce and not pay for a thing, right? Sure. But anyway, <clears throat> when I did nice. order, and they like bring out the skillet thing and they have the little skillet handle thing that they put on there so you can pick up the skillet, you know, and it said chilies on it. I definitely, my mom still has two of those in her house because I don't know, man. Oh boy. I just feel like, you know, these are cool. I'm going to take them. Like, fuck it. You're a corporation. You can just replace it. Well, disclaimer, we do not condone kleptomania. I don't. I don't. But it is fun. But sometimes, you know, you see something really cool. I can't tell you. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> oh, man. There oh, were these boy. cool Buffalo Trace. Oh, boy. Uh, little. They were kind of like a, a different take on a mule glass okay. or cup or whatever. You know, the copper ones? I do. But this wasn't copper. It's blue and has like a silver handle. and It's just cool. And I don't know. It's just like, hey, Brooke, let me see your purse for a second. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Order laughs> another one of these drinks. And that one's coming home with us. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm going to hell, but. In a handbasket. At least I'll have some cool trinkets. No doubt about it. Yeah, I still have shot glasses that I had my friends steal for me for my 30th birthday. Because they were just really cool. Like, really cool square shot glasses, really thick. Oh, yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, they're beautiful. They're awesome shot glasses. The glass ones? I was like, yeah, they're glass, they're block, they're huge. And I'm like, I really love these shot glasses. <laughs> and my friend, I get uh, it, man. friend Foxel was like, hey, do you want it? It's like, absolutely, I want it. <laughs> All right, let's order another round of shots. We ordered another round of shots. She put them in her purse. We left. They're still at my bar right now. See, that's the so. thing. You have to you have to know what you're doing, I've learned. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You got to kind of make it like... And it only kind of works if they leave your glass that you're using at your table. Yeah. Because then it's less obvious. So you got yeah. like four or five... Or depending on how many people you're with, you know, you could have a lot of glassware on the table. They're not going to miss one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. No doubt about it. Dude, I got this cool Guinness one that's got a bear on it. Oh, it's so dope. (laughs) (laughs) Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not. But if thou do. Hast. (laughs) Stolen. But if thou do, have a friend do it for you. Ah. Yeah, that's the addendum to that law. Yeah, that way. Just gotta make sure he'll get judged for it. (laughs) Oh yeah, I got I. There is no law against receiving a gift. So if someone else steals for you, and then gives it to you afterwards, there is no law against it, whatsoever. Now I will say I don't do it all the time. And there have been plenty of times where I wanted something and I felt bad and I didn't. Really? Yeah. Well, I will say, secret time, those were the times where they took your glasses and it would be super obvious. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. I'm horrible. I don't know what to say. Just a little bit. Um, so if you ever come over and want to drink, I got some sick ass glasses that you can drink out of. Perfect. Perfect. Now, if we can just get you to put jello shots in those shot glasses, I make a mean jello shot, bro. Yeah, you do. You do. I remember. And, um, talking (laughs) to the, (laughs) well, then they weren't that good. (laughs) Talking to the prez and the sister-in-law while I was down there. I think I was a little over the top because of those jello shots. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. I've been forgiven. <laughs> so, you know, random thought, changing the subject. I was, this week, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about Micah, number one, because I haven't seen him in a while. Just stuff's going on. He's playing basketball. He's doing church camps and blah, 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 blah. Stuff going on. So haven't seen him in about a month. Or at least it feels like a month. I think it's been about a month. Um, and I miss him like crazy. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I really need to start having some serious conversations with him now because he's 12. And he'll be 13 this year, bro. 13 years old. Dang. Yeah. Insert your old joke here. You're going to have a teenager, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not even going old joke because everyone knows you're old. I'm just saying, like, 
Ah, screw you. Eat a bag of dicks. Nom, nom, nom. So, I was thinking about just talking to him, starting to talk, starting to ease into conversations about, you know, just real stuff, you know. Uh, but in particular, for this conversation, one of my thoughts, because I've had many, I, I've got a running list in my head of things that I need to talk to him about before he gets too old and ends up just doing it and not telling me about it. Um, you know, like having the sex talk. I haven't had that with him yet. Let's talk about sex. Baby. You know, you're going to play that in the like background that. when you do? You know what? I just might because he's never heard the song before. And well, I think that should be of. the... That I know of. Exactly. Which is why I feel the pressure to have these conversations. I'm just... I'm feeling the pressure to have these conversations with Micah. So, um, but one in particular that I want to talk to him about, that I wanted to talk to you about, is the Ouija board. <laughs> now, I, I know a lot, I know this is weird, and I know it's not a conversation that parents normally have with their kids, but it's one that I feel is important given today's climate. And the depravity of the church, I feel like I need to talk to him about the Ouija board. And I need to tell him to make sure that he stays clear of it and not get involved with his friends playing spiritual games. Because I really, and I know this is like so much deeper than the bullshit that we've been talking about for the last half hour. Um,. I thought it was a pretty good combo, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what you're saying. Don't get sensitive on me. So, (laughs) so I want to keep him away from open doors that will be to his detriment, you know? So I've been like playing out this conversation in my head with Micah, like, you know, Hey buddy, you don't like nightmares, right? All right, and you don't like, you know, night terrors and and waking up scared and and stuff like that, right? That's not fun, right? So there's this thing called the Ouija board that a lot of kids start playing with. It's something that you can't even buy in most stores. You actually have to search for it and like really like dig for it online and get it sent to your house. And your mom will never do it. I just want you to know that it opens the door to a lot of demonic and spiritual shit that you don't want to be involved in. You don't want to let that stuff into your life. You don't want to be involved in it at all whatsoever. And, um, and the more I've been thinking about this the last couple weeks that we haven't been able to record, I've just been like, you know, the church really does a disservice to kids in that they don't warn them about pitfalls like this. Like, as a kid growing up in church, I didn't learn about sex in church. It was always just like, fornication is a sin, you'll go to hell, don't do it. And that was it. Wait till you're married. Yeah, wait till you're married, this is the law. Don't do it. You're going to go to hell. 
and then I had sex, and I was like, holy shit. This is awesome. (laughs) You go to hell for this right here? This feels amazing. You know, and I started struggling, right? And and it's been a it's been a huge struggle my entire life, dealing with, you know, sex and girls and blah 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 blah. You know, I I, I went to a very good high school in the city of Detroit, and failed out of ninth grade because I was girl crazy, and I was ill prepared because even though I had the sex conversation with my parents, it was. It was missing a lot of information, you know, to prepare me for what was ahead, you know, because it all went to my head and I ended up flunking out of ninth grade. That's not my parents' fault. That's my fault. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Anyway, I've been listening to these different podcasts and um, and doing a little bit of research about people that get involved with spiritual things at a very young age and how it opens up doors and how kids end up having a lot of adverse effects as a result of getting involved with spiritual things at a very young age. Seeing things, having nightmares, having visions, and and just bad dreams and stuff like that and really affecting them in a negative way. And so I was thinking about it you know, in most churches, they only talk about demons. They never get into other spiritual aspects of things like ghosts and dead people and conjuring up the dead and stuff like that. But in fact, that Ouija board, a lot of times kids are trying to talk to spirits, dead relatives, stuff like that. And actually getting responses. And I started questioning things like, huh, I wonder if it really is all demons or could it also be people that are dead that are being conjured up as well? You know? Yeah. And, and, it, and so the argument is, all right, if people are really able to talk to demons which a lot of people claim that they can, right? You've got Satanists, you've got Mormons, you've got all these different religions out there where they talk to spirits, and then you've got also religions out there where they talk to the dead, right? And, and, and this stuff gets really, really flaky and crazy, but Scripture talks about it's, there is a law against necromancy, and necromancy, by definition, is talking to the dead or conjuring up the dead. And so for Christians to be like, oh, yeah, you can't talk to dead people. Once you're dead, you're dead. You know, you're in heaven or you're in hell. That's it. You can't talk to them. That's what they teach. But if there is a law against speaking to the dead, then by logic, there must be a way to be able to do it. And if there is a way to do it, maybe we should be cautioning our younger generations to stay clear away from shit like that. And I know I know it might sound like, uh, you know, I'm just being paranoid or something like that. But just in the mindset of preparing my son 
for the world and all the shit that people are involved in and all the stuff that people uh, I'm a people person as, as much as I, as, as I am an introvert I love meeting new people and learning about their backgrounds and history and stuff like that and so like my master's degree is in counseling so I love getting to know people and what makes them tick and I've talked to so many kids who have gotten involved with Ouija boards and spiritual shit that their parents don't even know about and it's affected them adversely they've got night terrors and nightmares and anxiety as a result of getting involved in spiritual shit and I don't know it just kind of like hit me this past week I've been thinking about it and kind of want to prepare my kid for it and, and be try to be smart about it and head it off at the pass yeah so uh, I'll let you go ahead and give a rebuttal but well I mean <clears throat> I think first off you have to start at spiritual stuff like are there spirits well we b literally believe that there's a triune God who is the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit right okay. <clears throat> so do like for me I think uh, the air quotes church fails at talking about those spirits like because you're right it's always labeled as demonic and demons and you know whatever <clears throat> but I honestly personally think that that's a thing I mean if the if the devil is you know roaming around like a lion seeking whom he may devour and he has other spiritual forces working with him then it would make sense that the spiritual thing is happening and like I don't know about you but I've encountered things that were super spiritual and it's you can't explain it it makes no sense it just kind of happened you know or like have you ever heard of people like driving demons out of a house or out of a person oh, yeah. oh, you know yeah. what i'm saying like I, I it i firmly think it does exist it's not like this cartoon like oh grab a ouija board and you can talk to dead people maybe i don't know i've never done the ouija board thing it's weird to me and I don't want to talk to any dead person. So <laughs> it's never been, I mean, I've been around it and I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. That's freaking weird. Like, I don't want to talk to dead people. They're dead. <laughs> well, the but fact anyway. is, is that there's a difference between spirits and demons. Oh yeah. We use the there word interchangeably. We use it interchangeably, right? As Americans, we yeah. say, you know, we say spirits and demons. But the fact is, is that they're not the same word in the Greek or in the Hebrew. They're not sure. the same word. But we as Americans, we read the English translation of the Bible, the King James Version, and we think that they're the same thing. We teach that they're the same thing. But if they're the same thing, why are there two different words for them? Yep. Seriously. And 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I firmly believe it's a thing. And I think that's why spiritual warfare, like people can hype that up and make it cheesy and sound stupid and all that stuff and like go overboard with it. But it's an actual thing, man. Like I have seen and experienced personal things that I know spiritual warfare is a thing. It is. There are things that we cannot see that are happening. Now, is it a dead person who was murdered in a basement and their soul is lingering and trying to like find happiness? I don't know. That seems mystical and weird to me. I mean, I guess it could be. I don't know. Doesn't matter because I don't like that doesn't scare me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think with like, talking with you know your kids about stuff i think what would help is like not just say hey don't ever do that stay clear from it but actually having like a real conversation and probably kind of an adult conversation to educate about like hey man like so when the bible talks about spiritual warfare let's study that let's get into that let's have some dialogue so that when you go to something where it's like hanging out with your friends and they want to get a Ouija board, it's not like, oh, my dad said I should never do this. It's like, well, I don't really want to fuck with that because here's why. And I feel like if whoever it is, if you know why, like you should probably not get in mixed in with certain things, then you're less apt to actually do it versus what i was told growing up as a kid and i'm assuming probably what uh very closely to what you were told is well just don't do it because it's bad and then that's the conversation sure. so, like, kind of like the sex sex is bad before marriage so don't do it 100 percent. well tell me fucking why because when i had sex for the first time i had the same reaction and it was like oh doing this again <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but your first sign was with Brooke, so. Yeah, we'll go with that. Of course. <clears throat> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, sitting down and being like, hey, man, this Ouija board stuff's really weird, and it's like, it can be really tricky, man. And, like, I don't know, because for me personally, I think the Ouija board's stupid. I've seen it done in front of me. I've never participated, which some people would argue that I did because I've sat there while someone else did it. But that was pretty much it, and it was once, and I was like, yeah, this is dumb. And it's just because I don't believe there's, like... Like, I don't believe the whole thing, like, about spiritual things happening. Kind of like I guess I've already said, where, like, oh... John Mathis was killed from an axe murderer in his basement in 1812, and ever since then, on the night he was murdered, there's a cool breeze, and you can hear the axe, and it's like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. But, I think what you're talking about, too, is also, if you're more open to believing that stuff, then there's a lot of fear that can come with that. Most definitely. And what the Bible teaches is that Jesus died, and when he was dead, 
like defeated death, hell, and the grave. And if that's the case, that's why we don't fear death or spiritual things. That's why, like that, in that authority, we adopt that authority when we accept Christ, right? So if all of that's true, which I believe it is, fucking John Mathis, who got his head chopped off, can walk up my stairs right now in a spiritual form, and I can say, get out of here, bro. Probably wouldn't say it like that, but like, with the authority in me and Jesus, I bind that spirit away from me. You have to go. And from what the Bible teaches... The spirit will go, right? So I, I feel like maybe, you know, when you really understand your faith and the spiritual warfare and the spiritual aspect of it, there's no real need to fear like ghosts and goblins and evil demons and all this stuff. Not that they can't be scary, but like you have dominion over that. And it's not anything I've done. Jesus, it's nothing anything I've done. Because I'm a piece of shit, and I'm only saved by grace, through faith, in the one who did the thing to save me. But, because of that, I do have power. I I do have uh, no fear, I guess, of of the evil spiritual ghouls, you know? So, I yeah, agree, that 100%. 100%. So I feel like I, if you, if you yeah. can, if you can communicate that to your child... Or to anyone else. Like, when it comes time for certain, you know, maybe, I mean, and honestly, maybe he never hangs out with people and they want to do a Ouija board. But if it does, I think giving the knowledge that you did to him, he's going to be way less likely to partake because he really understands what's happening. He's not just like, oh, well, you said it's bad, so I can't do it. Because honestly, if you tell me not to do it, I want to fucking do it. Because I want to know why I shouldn't do it. And if you can't tell me why I shouldn't do it, I have to find it out for myself. I agree. I, I you know, for, so for me, uh, I, I guess you just, you just gave the point that I was eventually about to get to. You're welcome. <laughs> and it was well said. It really well, was. Well, I hope was so, well said. I feel like I'm not a good orator. No, it was well said. The fact is, is that we know this as adults, right? Our authority in Christ and our ability to be able to, um, our ability to be able to fight off, you know, do spiritual warfare. Kids obviously don't know that. And so they have to be warned, and they have to be told, they have to be taught. And the fact is, is that we need to be able to express to them that the spiritual realm is just as real as the physical realm. Even though you may not be able to physically see it and touch it, it's still very, very real. And can affect your physical world and your physical well-being. And so therefore, there needs we need to exercise caution and not open up doors that don't need to be opened. Like so I, I was in um 
I was in Pier 1 uh, last weekend, and I was picking up a chair, a new chair for the for the living room. And while I was there, they were going to the back to grab the chair for me because we had prepaid for it over the phone. And I was looking around the store, and on the back wall, there were all these different figurines of the the common uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. You know the the monkey Little figurine monkeys. that does that. Yeah. Yeah. So there were monkeys that were doing it. It was elephants. It was giraffes. It was it just all these different animals. It was figurines of people. You know, figures of people doing it. Faces, whatever. It's just all these different things. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that is a testament of the world understanding, having some understanding of the spiritual realm. The scripture talks about protecting the gates, protecting your eye gates and your ear gates and your mouth. It talks about all of those things because the fact is, is that things that we hear, things that we see, things that we say have power. If we truly are made in the image and likeness of God, the fact is, is that God spoke the world into vision based on what he saw, based on what he imagined. So if we're made in his image and his likeness and we have the same authority to be able to speak things into existence or to imagine things or, you know, just take the, the secular book, <laughs> the secular book, the, the, the mystical book, The Secret. It's all about, you know, seeing something and hearing it and speaking it out and making it happen. Tapping into that same creative ability that God has. And since we're all made in his image and likeness, like despite our being born again or not, we're all still made in his image and his likeness. Right? It's not, it, the scripture doesn't explicitly say that only Christians are made in his image and his likeness. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's everyone. If you're a human being, you are made in the image and the likeness of God. That's what we believe according to scripture. And that's our authority. So given that fact, um, you know, the truth is, is that there's a whole spiritual realm that basically we haven't, most of us have not learned how to tap into to make things happen. But the fact is, is that we still make shit happen. We still have that ability. And so, therefore, we need to be cautious with the things that we allow to enter into our gates. And, and that's, the, that's the lesson that I want to teach my kid. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out the best way to approach it. Obviously, you know. Right on this podcast, drinking whiskey, talking to you, I, you know, may not be saying it all in the right way, but, you know, me after a good night's sleep and completely sober and, you know, spending time with my son, 
it'll come to me, you know, sure. the way that I'm supposed to, to say it just right. You know, I just truly believe that there's a difference between spirits and demons. They're not exactly the same, no matter who says that they're sister words in the original Greek. Languages just doesn't work that way. And if you study the Bible long enough, you'll find out that just because the Bible says angels doesn't mean that they're all the same. Right? Yep. There's seraphim. There's cherubim. There's this. There's that. There's different types of angels. And there's people that die. There's, you know, there's a story of the rich man and, and Lazarus who, who both die. Lazarus is begging. I don't, I don't even know if that was his name. Whatever. Homeboy, the poor man and the rich man. Poor man dies. Rich man dies. They both, you know, they both are dead. The, the poor man goes to paradise. The, the rich man goes to torment. Because before Jesus died, and I'm getting really theological right now, so just bear with me. Um, not you, Sean, but those who are <laughs> listening, just bear with me. Before Jesus, people didn't die and go to heaven or hell. They went to Sheol, and there was a divide that was between paradise and, and a place of torment. Hades is what it was called. Uh, in English, that's what we call it, Hades. Paradise and Hades. There's no, no matter what your priest, your Catholic priest tells you, there's no purgatory. Uh, and if there was an argument for purgatory, this would be it. Yep. A place of holding, if you will. But Which is before. Mainly a, a Catholicist's view. It is. It is. But according to scripture, you know, there was a paradise and there was a Hades, a place of torment. And so the rich man in the place of torment that gave no compassion to the man that was poor cried out to Abraham, said, Father Abraham. Like, I just think about this concept in Scripture. He wasn't crying out to God. He was crying out to Father Abraham because the poor man went to what was called Abraham's bosom. It was a place of paradise. He says, I have the, the, the poor man that I rejected. Have him dip his finger in some water and, and just touch my tongue because his torment is too, too much for me to bear. Abraham says, my son says, uh, how can I have this happen? Because there's such a great vast between the two. There's such a great divide between the paradise and the, and the, and the place of torment. There's no place, there's no way for, for the two of you to cross and meet. There's a whole different, according to scripture, way that the dead were able to communicate, you know, back and forth to where, you know, it, it just, it's just, it's just weird. We have no concept or real true understanding of what that state of being actually was, but it existed in scripture and therefore it must be true if we truly believe that the Bible is the authority on life and death. Fast forward sometime, or, you know, whatever, not fast forward, whatever. You have the time of King Saul, the first or the second king of Israel, right? The second king of Israel, 
Saul, and I know people have challenged me on that. They will say he was the first king of Israel, but God declared himself to be the first king of Israel. So the second king of Israel, the first man, was Saul, was in trouble. He was about to be overtaken by the Philistines. He went to a woman who was a median, and he says to that woman, he says, look, I want you to conjure up someone for me. So she starts conjuring up the spirits of the dead. Who do you want to see? This man comes up that she conjures and he's cloaked and her eyes get big. And she says, uh, she says, she says, uh, you're Saul, the king. He had cloaked himself and was going to this woman in secret because he wanted to speak to the dead spirit of uh, Samuel, the prophet. So for all those that, that say that you can't conjure up spirits, this woman, along with her whole coven, was, was uh, uh, barred from the kingdom of Israel because they practiced conjuring up the dead. Saul goes to this woman and says, I want, you, I want to speak to, to Samuel. She conjures up Samuel, and Samuel says, why are you disturbing me? to Saul and Saul says look I'm, I'm depressed I'm perplexed the Philistines are about to attack I need to know what to do you're my prophet I need to know what to do even though you're dead you're my prophet I need to know what to do so if you want to look up the story it's in 1st Samuel chapter 28 this woman called up the dead spirit of Samuel the prophet and the scripture literally says that his spirit came up from under the earth. So for all those who says that you can't conjure up dead spirits, 1 Samuel 28, the whole chapter is a story about a woman conjuring up the prophet Samuel to speak with Saul, the, 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 the second king of Israel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, look, dude, I, I know a lot of people don't know this. And I know a lot of people kind of like freak out about spiritual stuff. But I'm of the opinion that when kids get to a certain age, they need to be warned about certain things. Like, stay away from this shit. Don't get involved. <coughs> yeah. Like if, I mean, you don't know the kids that your kids go to school with. You don't know you know what people do when they're in their own home I, more than i don't want my son going to his friend's house and they're nudist <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> they all walk around the house naked mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i don't know i'm just and maybe it's just my stage of life where i'm at i got a 12 year old kid about to be 13 and i'm, I'm just feeling the pressure to warn him about certain stuff but this was on the list. Well, I think to it's a good to age about. to start having right. real conversations about more mature things, too, you know? Because, yeah. like, spiritual I, warfare is not an easy one to swallow. It's not. I mean, there's so much that we don't know about it because we can't see it. But sometimes we can see it. Like, honestly, two things came to mind as you were talking. <clears throat> 
One is the story in the New Testament where Jesus is passing by and there's this crazy, I can't remember if it's a woman or a man, but she's just nuts, right? <clears throat> and uh, Jesus drives out the demon or demons in her into a neighboring village of pigs and then they all recognized Jesus. This is what the Bible says. And then ran off a cliff and died. Yeah, that was a man, not a woman. And it was Legion. Yeah. So, but yeah. Which is interesting to think because here Jesus, like, saved this man from this demonic oppression. And then he kills some other guy's, like, full. <laughs> cattle of pigs and now that guy's like fuck you man yeah it, it was just left the, uh, that guy crazy you know yeah it was it was G jesus traveled to the to the land of the garrisons is the way the story goes and it was a man who uh who was possessed with legion which was considered at the time many yeah uh, yeah a legion was like ten thousand men so his name being legion the you know was like ten thousand demons if you will but the rest of the story is correct he cast out the demons they went into the swine and then the swine they all because they were perplexed by the demons ran off the cliff and all yeah. killed themselves because of the demons so and the guy was a, he was found in a cave and he was cutting himself and blah 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 yeah yeah so i definitely believe and and that kind of leads me to my second thing. Like, <clears throat> I had the opportunity to go minister, air quotes, to people, right? Yeah. Uh, specifically in Atlanta, under the bridges. Because if you don't know, a lot of homeless people live under the bridges because it's warmer. And you can make little nooks and like, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we would we went under there and uh, brought some food and water and just prayed with people and hung out and talked and, you know, like, Hey, you know about this uh, organization over here that actually like they'll help you out. You know, you got to come clean and all that stuff, but like you can get your feet back on the ground and blah, blah, blah. And dude, I am telling you, man, like, so the reason I, I brought up that story about the crazy guy is because sometimes, man, you come you come into uh, interaction with a person, and you're just like, uh, you just like I don't know if it's because I'm have faith in Christ or if it's just something that other people realize too. But like, you can kind of just get this sense of like you're not crazy. Like, there's some spiritual shit going on here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, like, a, just a little glimpse into why, like, I totally <laughs> believe in the spiritual and the demonic. And I've seen where a person similar to the Legion story, but obviously not as grand, was oppressed by something. And through 30 minutes of prayer or five seconds of prayer or whatever, like, through the authority of Christ like you physically saw the impact of 
that demonic oppression leave their body because their whole demeanor, the color of their eyes, like the way they, I don't know, man, it was just super different. It was like night and day. You know what I'm saying? And hearing like their story and their testimony of what happened, like shit's real, man. And I don't want to fuck with it. Not because I'm scared of it, but just because like, I'm good without that, man. If it's coming at me, I'll take some authority in Christ for sure. But like, yeah, man, I don't want to like be careful. Little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Like, yeah, man, totally. You can totally, I, I, I fully believe you can totally open up yourself to, uh, you know, spiritual things that you don't necessarily need in your life and that are going to fuck you up, kind of. <laughs> and how you portray that to your, your preteen and soon-to-be teen, I guess you have to figure out. But I think just the advice I can give based on how I was talked to at his age, I would have rather someone been real with me and been like, here's the deal, bro. Spiritual stuff is real. Here's what I've seen. Here's what I've heard. I can prove it in the Bible. This is why we believe what we believe. So if you're ever in a position where someone wants to conjure up a spirit or talk to dead people, like I would urge you not to do it. And this is why, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not just, oh, don't do that. Because, <laughs> you know, you're going to do it. Yeah. I, and and the, the point is, is that I, I want to avoid him doing it. I want him to at least be armed with the knowledge to be able to have a reason why he's rejecting it. And, you know, and, and I would help him communicate as well. You know, you know, this is how you can say it to your friends, you know, whatever. I know his personality. I know the way he talks. Yeah. You know, I can coach him on that. But the fact is, is that you have to be able to take a stand against shit like that. And um, I don't know. I just think it's important, man. Uh, you know, as a father, I've seen my kid have a nightmare. I've I've had to deal with, oh, you know, daddy, I had a nightmare. I was really scared at night. You know, can I sleep with you? It's not a fun thing. It's not a, you know, it's not, it's not something easy to deal with. You know, my kid has a, a, a nightmare. I, 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 I lay in bed with him and talk to him and try to give him truth and pray with him. Yep. And um and put him back to bed. You know, honestly, I I just recently started letting letting Micah jump in bed with us, and anytime he's done it, it's been like in the morning. It's not been, you know, like in the middle of the night type of deal. Most of the time it's like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. It's like Daddy, I'm up can I come lay with you? And it's like, all right, yeah, come on in, buddy. And then I, I end up in the king-size bed in the middle between him and Jenna. <laughs> um, But, 
you know, when he was younger, it was like, oh, shit. Okay, you had a nightmare. Let's talk about it. What happened? All right, let's pray about it. You know, we pray and, he, you know, get some peace and then he goes back to sleep. Um, but now as he's getting older, man, I just don't want him opening up those doors and really messing himself up. So, uh, I, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to this and they're like, you know, maybe I might be overreaching or, you know, getting too deep about it, whatever the case may be. But, um... You know, hey, you know, do what you want with your kid. I'm just talking about what I feel with my kid. You know, I won't tell you how to parent. You can try to tell me how to parent, you know, all you want, but um, I won't tell you how to parent. And I and I think that it's a it's about time for me to talk to him about that, amongst other things. It's not just spiritual things; it's physical things too. Like, dude. You're sitting in class and your and your your Peter gets hard, you know what? Stuff's starting to drop. <laughs> you know, you, you can you can get somebody pregnant. You might want to be careful about that. You know, eventually I'm gonna have to talk to him about masturbation. Like hell, dude, bro. Like this is a real thing. It happens. Yep. You know, I'm pretty sure he hasn't had his first wet dream yet, but it's gonna happen. And if you're uncomfortable with the word wet dream, like there is a medical term for it and it's nocturnal emission. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Try to to explain that that to a 13 year old nocturnal emissions. Go ahead. Pull out your medical dictionary. Look that up and try to explain that to a kid. (laughs) You know, the bottom line is, is that these conversations have to happen at some point because we've all as men, we've all been through it. We've all endured it. We've all experienced it. You know, I just. Hey, man, it's our podcast. I'm talking about it. It's something I've been thinking about. It's getting closer and closer to the time because he's getting older. He's already talking about driving. You know, he hasn't even he hasn't had his first girlfriend yet. And he's talking about driving. <laughs> I let him drive a few weeks ago. I got to the end of my street and I said, hey, buddy, you want to drive? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I park the car. You get out and I'll let you go ahead and drive to our house and park the truck. And he did it. And it was pretty fun. And it was a very it was a milestone that I'll never forget. Yeah. You know, it's cool. And, and maybe that's what started it. That literally could be what started this thought process. I let him drive from the end of the street to our house and park the truck. And he didn't hit the wife's car that was in the driveway. So he did good. And maybe that's what started it. Like he's growing up. He's a big boy now, and we need to start having some big boy conversations. So, yeah, I don't know if you're out there and you've you're at where I'm at or you're past where I'm at and you've got some uh, some advice to give. By all means, drop us a line at unchurchpodcast um, 
at gmail.com. Shoot us an email or go onto the website, uh, unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com, and uh, leave a comment. We can chat about it. I'm definitely open for suggestions on how to do this. You know, I had the conversation with my mom, not my dad. My dad didn't have the conversation with me. My mom did. You know, uh, me and my dad had different conversations. He he definitely prepared me for manhood. I'm not I'm not saying the opposite of that. He definitely prepared me for manhood. Um, but you know, neither one of my parents talked to me about like serious serious spiritual things and pitfalls and stuff like that. That's stuff that I learned later on. You know. But, yeah, stuff to talk about, bro. <clears throat> so, if you've got something to contribute to the conversation, by all means, drop us a line. And uh, I'll be more than willing to listen because right now I'm super open to, suggestion, to uh, suggestions. Any type of feedback I'll be more than willing to accept, so... Word. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Well, again, email us at uh, unchurchpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at unchurchedpod. And the website is unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah. And wherever you're listening, if you don't mind, take just a few seconds, scroll down, uh, go ahead and subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating. We want to know, we want to feel some love, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I gotta pee, so I'm gonna end this thing, bro. Alright, sounds good to me. Alright, real. Peace. Peace.